Welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Be sure to follow us on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook. Go on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts, and give us five stars and a great review. Check out the YouTube channel, ColdCansNetwork.com, and check out the website, Miserable-Reckless.com, for some blog content. All right, moving into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Morgan, kick things off. Well, let's see here. Good, bad, and the ugly. Well, let's start with good. Um, get to see you guys this weekend for a nice little two-day bender and and hang out and have some adult inter- interaction. Well, I mean, I do get adult interaction with my wife, but uh, yeah, <laughs> those are married, you know what I mean. Uh, May want to clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> let's see here. Uh, bad. Um, Bridget's got an ear infection again, and it's a double ear infection again. And the doctors are likely leaning towards tubes in the ear. So, yeah, we got we got that to look forward to. So that's awesome. Sorry, dude. <sighs> it's okay. It just I feel bad for her because she's just so miserable. And then ugly. I'll I'll flip it over to the other to the other one. Bedtime has become so much fun because now he grabs. All of his toys, and I want to say all of them, he grabs every last one that he can and puts them in his bed and then proceeds to sit down like Brody. It's time to lay down. I don't want to sit. I don't want to lay down. I want to sit. Like Brody, lay down. It's bedtime or I'm not reading a book. No, I want to sit. I'm not laying down. All right. <laughs> and then we'll sit there and he looks down the floor, hand me, hand me the school bus. I'm like, Barry, what if, how do you think you're going to put it? You got nowhere else to put anything. It's like your bed is literally lined with every wheelie toy that you have. A fire truck, a school bus, his choo-choo train. He's got a helicopter. He's got an airplane. You name it. He's got it all lined up. And he's got them perfectly lined up in the right shape in section in his bed. If I touch it. He goes, no, it goes back right here. Like, <laughs> okay. And then when he starts to get tired, I'm like, yeah, where, where do you think you're laying down, buddy? Yeah, you didn't figure that one out yet, did you? <laughs> you're going to lay on top of the school bus? Maybe snuggle up next to the helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if you want me to stay in here and lay down and read a book of you, some of the toys have to come out of the bed. And that's when one of the toys proceeded to get hit me in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I asked for that one. So anyway, that's my good, bad, and the ugly. Which is the toy that hurts? Which is the vehicle that hurts the least? What is uh, probably the helicopter because it's hollow. It's one of those <laughs> hard plastic hollow toys. Everything else is like die, almost die cast. Mm. So it's just like tink. Like all right, well that's gonna leave a mark. <laughs> Maybe draw blood. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Ryan, good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, mine's pretty easy this week. I didn't even have to put them here in the notes. Um, so I have uh, a good uh, North Carolina handed Coach K his first ever loss as Duke's head coach back in 1980. I have a good. It also handed Coach K a loss in his final game at Cameron Indoor. I also have a good. It also defeated Coach K in his final game as Duke's head coach. So uh, that's my good, good, and good for this week. Easiest good, wow. good, good I've ever had. All right. On that note, 
blast and retired his ass. On on, on right. that note, on that good note? luck walking to good luck walking to where we're going this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dustin. Good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't even know if that's accurate about the first loss. He had to have lost somebody before he played North Carolina. No, but <laughs> trust me, I double checked it. I don't, I don't think that's accurate. But whatever, we're gonna move on. Um, ugly is obviously uh, lost Carolina in the Final Four. It was it, it was. A, Coach K and Duke had a, a very good season by any standard, but obviously it's very disappointing to lose that game. Always disappointing to lose that game. It's just more disappointing to lose it to Carolina because you're going to have to hear about it forever. Um, but all in all, you know, there's only so much complaining you can do. This team was a good team. Coach K had a good final year. Getting to the Final Four was, you know, a goal that they had, and at times it looked like they were not going to achieve. Um, but they got there. They they played well. It was a good game. At least the game lived up to the hype. If you're going to put any sort of silver lining on a shitty game or a shitty outcome to a game, so we got that going for us. Um, you know, new new chapter, new era. About to start here in Durham. So we'll you know we're going to see how that goes. Things look fairly interesting and bright, but time will tell. Um, kind of talking about the new era. I will say a good is. Um, not in the good the sense that he's leaving, but good for Nolan Smith. Um, he was on the Duke staff for several years now um, and was part of that 2010 National Championship team with John Shire. He is now the associate head coach at Louisville. Um, he has deep ties. He's from Louisville. His father played on the um, National Championship team there. Just a lot, a lot of stuff going on in that regard, but uh, good for him. He's been uh, expected to be sort of an up-and-coming coach for a while. This is a step up and also apparently a, a massive pay increase um, on his side. So good for Nolan. Sad to see him go, but, you know, good luck, um, except when you play Duke. And uh, let's see. My my other good is a mini daddy daycare. Um, my kid for a little while has been uh, talking, you know, wanting to sit on the, the potty. You know, we'll put her on there and nothing really comes of it. But tonight when she was in the in the toilet or in the bath, she wanted to sit on it. And so she did and she peed and she pooped for the first time ever. So little little daddy excitement there uh, being like, oh, so I guess we're getting close to potty training time. There's a little mini daddy daycare for you. And then my final uh, good or I would tell you what the. Is visit uh, miserable-reckless.com and read uh, Rock Chalk, Kansas Saved Us from Living Hell in North Carolina. Again, <laughs> miserable-reckless.com and read that article. It is uh, very good and accurate. God bless the people of North Carolina or God bless people of Kansas for helping the people of North Carolina not have to go through the living hell that is when North Carolina wins a national title. Um, in particular, I am personally grateful that when I cross the state line, I don't have to look at the sign and see that they won a national championship. Right now, it's like field hockey or something. So I can live with that. <laughs> and no, it's, it's, I think it's actually field hockey or maybe women's soccer, maybe. I don't Something yeah. I don't care about. Because so, basically at the state line, they, whatever the most recent UNC national title is, they put it up there. They ignore the yeah. national titles from every other school in the state. They only put UNC national titles at the North Carolina Virginia state line. It's ridiculous. Yep. 
And every time you I cross and I cross that line quite a bit. Yeah, I look over and see that sign sitting on the side of the highway. So that's that's real fun. Yep. Anyway, and on top of it. that, like the if for all the not our rival talk, um, they bought a sign and put it up right by PNC Arena too. Um, it's funny that you do that for someone that you claim you don't care about, but I digress. Um, that leads me into my good, the bad, and the ugly. On, you know, I have to say I agree with Dustin. You definitely should go to miserable-reckless.com and check out that article. I think that it pr- pretty much hits the nail on the head for what it's like living in North Carolina when those uh, cheating bastards in Chapel Hill win anything. But that just leads me to my, my fantastic, and that's because we were saved a Carolina national title. So Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Um, Carolina, let's not bury the lead here. They are will forever in any trivia game ever about college basketball be the answer to the question. Which team blew the biggest lead in the history of the national title game? The answer, the North Carolina Tar Heels in the 2022 season. 16 points, biggest uh, amount ever up and go on to choke and lose the game. So good for UNC for, you know, making it to the final and then <laughs> taking a sip of their favorite drink, Coca-Cola. All right, that leads me into my bad. The national semifinal game that Ryan referenced. Um, I don't ever want to hear anything from Carolina fans about officiating again. The Baylor game, child's play compared to this game. Early, like halfway through the first half, you look up at the foul discrepancy. I want to declare the time of death on Duke getting all the calls narrative being 9.29 p.m. on April 7th, 2022, because it was six Carolina... uh, uh, Carolina had gone to the free throw line way more than Duke. Duke had committed six fouls. Carolina zero, like halfway through the first half. See, teams that have relatively similar talent and athleticism, that doesn't happen. Then you get into calls that influence the game. You have a minute to go in the game. Duke is up one. Carolina, one of their uh, really talented guards, give them credit on that, uh, dr- drove into the left side of the lane. And then if you watch the video, Duke's up one minute to go in the game. Jeremy Roach gets whistled for a foul and you look at it. He just played regular defense. Don't see a whole lot of contact. Don't see any contact on the shot. At worst, it should have been on the floor, but it was called a shooting foul. Carolina, again, to their credit, is a really good free throw shooting team this this year. Won the game on free throws down the stretch. Duke missed some opportunities at the free throw line, but Carolina had the free throw shooting advantage in attempts. They did make them so good for them for that. but. The officiating was completely, you know, off kilter. So time of death on Duke gets all the calls today. Done. That narrative gone. Then that leads me into uh, my kind of funny, kind of accurate um, of the week. I have a, a two minute clip from the uh, Joe Ovi's Joe Gillio radio show they do on ESPN uh, uh, radio. They're Raleigh guys here that uh, host the sports show. And they were talking about the the tweet said the Pettiness in the triangle has no offseason. And then Joe Ovi's kind of outlines how all three fan base or two of the fan bases try to act like they're above things, but then they get brought into the fray. And it's pretty accurate for the most part of what happens. So share the audio here. There is no offseason. It continues. It's 365, baby. And that's why triangle sports ain't nothing like it. Mike Krzyzewski loses two games he couldn't lose in his final season, giving North Carolina material from now until we're all engulfed by the sun. Duke fans trying to act above it. 
but they're unable to get over the idea that fans, UNC fans, are ultimately okay with what happened last night. They're okay with what happened last night. It stung. You don't want to lose, but they're not going to lose sleep over what happened last night. You know why they're not going to lose sleep over what happened last night? Because what they did to Duke was hilarious. And say, I'm I'm not even opting in. I'm not even going to watch. Oh, they watched that collapse in the second half. You know how I know that? Because I asked a simple question on Twitter that was directed to Carolina fans about where this particular team ranks. And my mentions were filled with nothing but state fans going, Chokers! Chokers! You blew the lead! To which, of course, Carolina fans, who themselves like to act above it when it comes to NC State, go full Duke fan. And they're like, well, what championship have you been in? And I'm really disappointed in Carolina fans. I really am, because there were so many missed opportunities about, well, at least we actually get to show up in our championship games. Oh, I got to do this for you. So I ask, what market is better than this? Duke fans tweeting through it. Carolina fans trying to act like, no, 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 I'm cool. But if a state fan says something, it's time to fight. Did I miss Marquise Williams and Kelvin Harmon getting into it? Yes. I love it here, man. And it's tough to explain to other people who just don't live here about why this dynamic exists and all of them can say all they want about how no we're about we don't care we don't no you care you absolutely do care and we appreciate pretty accurate clip for the most part on how the fan bases interact so like they that's the funny thing is like the fan bases try to at certain times try to act like oh yeah i don't care about this blah blah, blah. it's all bullshit Everyone cares. Everyone gets petty. And that's the beauty of sports here in North Carolina, which is what I was trying to explain last week before the games happened to my um, my coworkers who are from out of state or they're just like, why are you so upset about this state isn't even playing? And I'm just like, because you don't understand how awful the next year will be if those fuckers win a national title. And that just kind of like it encapsulates just the beauty of triangle sports, the beauty of ACC in North Carolina. You guys want to know something funny? Sitting right here, I just thought of it. So a couple years ago, I don't remember how long ago, I gave Dustin not just the children's book, although I think he made up the lyrics to the uh, children's book last week. I'm just going to go on record. No, right, straight, right, straight <laughs> from the copy in the book. Although I, I had to make it fit a Final Four, so I guess we're destined to meet in the championship one day to make up for this Final Four. <laughs> and John Shire's final year, we'll meet in the championship. When everybody is this, would be miserable and reckless in the retirement home. <laughs> I also gave him a bobblehead because I'm the bigger person. I gave him a Coach K bobblehead. I'm not sure how long ago that was, but I did give it to him. It's probably a collectible worth thousands now. Um, anyways, um, I knew that the favor would never be returned. So on Saturday night. I'm not above it. I'm, I would not buy that. Coach K, do you see this? Yeah. He looks like he's my, constipated. He does. Looks like he's trying to take a shit. I bought myself a Roy Williams bobblehead. So now we match, Justin. <laughs> he's <laughs> for those that can't see, he's screaming. He's still by the way, he still has his jacket on, which I think is an inaccurate representation. If he was, yeah, this I was about to say it, they should have had it when he was tearing the jacket in half, because that's what every Carolina fan gets their jollies from. <laughs> 
This is not a Julian's jacket, from what I can tell. But sorry, Morgan's Morgan's like, oh my goodness, when are we going to talk about the lunch pail, Blacksburg? <laughs> Football's coming. <laughs> Me and Morgan are going to yeah. be uh, much happier in football season than we were in basketball this. Well, I don't know. Morgan won ACC title, so damn, Morgan, you get two and decent teams what, to pull for. I tell you what, you know, if if Mike Young and company build off of that for next season, then you know, um, maybe we'll um, lose again in the first round of the, the national you know, the tournament. Well. I, dude, I think he's a good coach, and it, like obviously he took a, a a roster full of Wofford transfers and won the ACC title. That's nothing to sneeze at. It's impressive. No, it's not. And he's doing a good job recruiting, much better than you know Seth Greenberg did. <laughs> yeah, the guy that always was perpetually on the bubble. <laughs> the same guy. The same guy who said, "I don't think we should. We don't need to give a scholarship to." Um, uh, what's the guy's name? One of the best players in the NBA who went, instead went to Davidson. Curry. Yeah, I, I, I know his name. I was just being funny. Um, it's just he. This this is the man who said that Seth Curry didn't. That he wouldn't be given a scholarship because he didn't think he was big enough to play. To his words, these are his yeah. words. You can look it up. Nice, the greatest I shooter mean, of all time. I mean, would he have gone to Texas? To I, I don't it. know. Easy to sit back and say it now. But it's also it's almost a little bit comical though because I hear this constantly from Hokies about like if only we could have had this. Oh. No, I don't know. No hell, I'm not saying that him him having us him being on team would not have given us anything extra. I'm just talking about what he turned out to be and what you know Seth Greenberg thought yeah. of his. I mean, own, he's you know, he was a legacy kid. Idea so of coaching and, and recruiting. Yeah. Yeah, that I'm, definitely I'm would have helped him. By any means, Dustin saying, I, by no means am I saying that him being on the team would have put them in, you know, ACC championship contention or winning any national championship. Who's to say? But maybe the, the blessing in disguise here is Seth Greenberg isn't your kid. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Hey, Seth, if Steph Curry had gone to Tech and like legacy kid, like I said, his dad played there, they would have been an ACC contention. Not going to say they would have 100% won, but they would have been contention. Look what the guy did in his junior nah. year at Davidson. I mean, he got him to the Sweet 16 at Davidson. Like, but I, I think, think he that, had a good coach there too, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Bob McKillop's been there for ages, and he's won, what, 500 games, yeah. something like that. I mean, it's like, dude's a good coach. But Seth, I, I Greenberg, do, Seth Greenberg was not a good coach. So Yeah. <laughs> I do have one last point to, to further Joe Ovi's point on how Carolina fans are all like, they they have a mask of a smile like they're happy, but it's really tears behind about the game is because uh, on the country and Cole cans Twitter, I had made some, a couple of funny TikToks. One of them went viral and poking fun at Carolina. And uh, one of them, like after their loss to Kansas, I, I happened to retweet it on my personal account of which I have many friends who are Carolina fans, a handful of friends that are Carolina grads. And I got some responses both via text message and on Twitter. And they're all just like, you got to stop saying that shit, blah, 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 blah. Like, they're just like so angry and so upset about losing the national title game. One of them takes a picture of a Kansas national title 2022 t-shirt and says, coming to Duke and NC State bookstores everywhere. Get yours while you can. I simply responded with LOL because they were upset. I wasn't. I got the reaction I wanted. So at the end of the day, who's the loser? <laughs> I mean, they... They're the ones upset and, tr- and coming at me on, on Twitter directly at me. So I got the reaction I wanted. They did care. They lost. They choked. 
Ovi's is kind of accurate on that. But anyways, one last bit of basketball before we turn the tide. 2020 season's behind us. No more basketball talk uh, after this. Dustin, give us the bracket update. All right, the official, miserable, and reckless bracket update. First of all, I'd like to congratulate myself for being the biggest Southern gentleman on the podcast. <laughs> I, uh, I came in last, and it's because I wanted everyone else to win and feel good about themselves. And apparently everyone else here doesn't know how to do that. They don't care for others the way that I do. And I just want to ensure everyone knows that I have a deep, heartfelt connection to us and those of us who are our friends and who are our listeners and you know just the the, the true southern gentleman is the duke fan yeah <laughs> so moving on from there um let's just talk top five i'm not going to go through all of it um we had dan at five our buddy jim at four my wife came in third getting real close to that second where it was, uh, you didn't want to be because if as remind y'all, America, you didn't want to come in second. You wanted to win. You could be last. You could be anything, but you couldn't be second. You know that's awful. So came down to two guys, Logan's buddy Kenshin, Logan's buddy Jordan, who's been on here a couple of weeks with us. Well, Jordan came in second. So Kenshin, you get a koozie. Jordan, you get to come back, and we get to make fun of you for the next twelve months. So, <laughs> congratulations, buddy. This is probably what Jordan should get for winning money, as opposed to cheering for the team that he should have just cheered for from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, Jordan says he doesn't bet with his heart. <laughs> Sometimes your heart and your head in the line, though. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed your money, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Judas. All right, you're just his money too. <laughs> uh, we every night so often we just got to remember bring up Jordan and his loser ways. So number two, it's true. Oh, First yeah, loser. Kenshin gets the koozie, so that's fun too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kenshin, I'll get that koozie to you next time I see you, buddy. All right, so let's go into the weekend look ahead. Uh, before we get into the the thing that we you know we kind of alluded to and mentioned here a couple times on the podcast that we're doing this weekend, I think we should take a moment uh, for something that I know that Ryan and I have an interest in Masters weekend. Um, you know, it's incredible to see Tiger Woods back out there. Just got to say that, uh, Ryan. What are your thoughts on this weekend? Um, fourteen months ago, Tiger Woods had a car accident. If you've been living under a rock, you haven't heard about it. He was in a bed for three months. I don't remember if they said they were going to amputate his leg. and I don't want to make it over dramatic. The point is, they didn't know if he was going to walk. They certainly didn't think he was going to play golf. He didn't know last week when he was playing with his son if he could handle the Masters because the hills of Georgia are more than what you might think. Um, I don't know from personal experience yet, although I'd love to be able to tell you at some point in the future what it's like. And um, he went walking the course with Jordan Thomas, very, very good friend of his, and um, his son. And they played it last week, if I, if I have my timeline correct. And um, I listened to an interview with Wright Thompson earlier today of which he had been speaking with and was with Tiger for a lot of the time. 
for those that don't know, he's interviewed Tiger multiple times in the past, kind of has an ear to that guy and understands the way that he ticks. And he basically said that uh, he's doing the Ben Hogan thing. For those that don't know, Ben Hogan got hit by a Greyhound bus. I don't remember when, but it was a while ago. He came back from that and he won his Masters. And then he ended up winning six more. Uh, well, he won five more after the first one. After that, it really kind of changed who he was. I don't think Tiger's necessarily going to do that because he's a little bit older. But the magnitude of what's going on shouldn't be lost. If people think that Duke Carolina was overhyped, it wasn't. If people think that Tiger Woods coming back from a injury that we didn't think he could walk from is overhyped, it's it's not. Um, if you want to see that, turn on the TV like I did at eleven thirty ish today, and um, people were running from their posts that they were supposed to be at at other holes that were masters. First of all, you ain't supposed to run at Augusta. You can get thrown out for that. Uh, they have a lot of rules down there. But um, they were running from their posts to see him tee off and then running or walking, I guess, back to their posts so that they could, you know, be where they were supposed to be. I, I just, when all the rules get thrown out the window at Augusta, it's for a reason. Uh, in the meantime, Roy McElroy is going for his, my favorite golfer of all time, is going for his, uh, the potential to win the career grand slam. He would be one of five other people to walk the face of the earth ever to do that if he wins the Masters this weekend. Other than that, there are no storylines and it's not important. <laughs> yeah, the, the Tiger thing is crazy because regardless of what um, some, like you said, who may live under a rock, Tiger Woods is golf. Tiger Golf is only really popular right now because Tiger. Like when he, when he came on the scene in 97, he was so dominant at such a young age, they had to Tiger-proof the courses and make them more difficult. And the fact that the golfers now are all actual athletes and they're in shape and they're not all like John Daly walking out there strictly because of Tiger Woods' influence on the game. And this is, I would say this is akin to similar, at least to the Alex Smith thing where, you know, they didn't know if he was going to walk again, much less get out there on the football field. But here we are, we have Tiger Woods go out there today and on, on his first round, um, he, he shoots one under par. Like he, he's not anywhere close to the leaderboard today, but that in and of itself is incredible. It's absolutely, it's a great sports story to see the guy back out there after, I believe he had like steel rods in his legs, you know, <laughs> like it, now he's out there com competing uh, for the Masters and like he, he shot under par. I mean, it's incredible. He shot minus one today. Rory shot minus one, or sorry, Rory's even today. Russ Kepka's plus three. Yeah. Uh, we know Tiger is good, but these other guys aren't sh shabby either is the reason why I'm bringing them up. Um, when you have steel rods in your leg and it is 50 degrees and it is cold and it is foggy and it is rainy and you're walking up and down hills, uh, there was one point today where he was swinging in the pine straw uh, where he put the ball. And for anyone that's played golf, if you have to hit something out of the pine straw, you have to hit it hard and soft and you have to torque it. That is not easy on your legs and your hips and your back. For those that don't know, Tiger Woods has had multiple surgeries on his back. You could see him visibly take a breath, close his eyes, still himself for what he knew was going to be painful, and then swing through. And it was, you could visibly see the pain on him. You're watching somebody. Um, I'm not a big Tiger guy one way or the other. Obviously, I think he's an incredible athlete. 
Um, it's very intriguing to me to watch him deal with the pain and to literally endure the pain because he is not in a battle. I'm stealing stuff from Wright, but Wright Thompson basically said he's not in a battle with the other golfers out there. He's in a battle with his own mortality, which is fucking incredible to watch. If you're actually watching it, you understand what you're saying. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, what was that? I think it was, wasn't it Rory that said after uh, he visited him after he got, you know, had all the operations and everything done that he was like, they, if anybody would be able to come back from this, it'd be Tiger Woods. And God knows it looks like the guy's out there and he's competing. So hats off Tiger Woods for a, another comeback. But incredible story. All right. The other thing this weekend, we have. Do you have a pick to win, Logan? Real quick. Do you have a pick to win? Not really. I think but before the um, the thing kicked off today, um, I, I was kind of rolling with Dustin Johnson. But, you know, right. I mean, Cameron Smith got off to a big lead today. Still early. But I, I didn't really put any thought into it this year. I was more concerned about watching the Tiger stream on ESPN Plus more than watching the actual tournament. If Cameron Smith wins this year, he won the players. He would be the only person besides Tiger to ever do that in one year. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. When we are sitting around the place together, I will be watching what I hope is my correct pick, Roy McIlroy, hopefully take it home on Sunday. (laughs) Leading into what we might be doing on Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, so Dustin, it was kind of your idea, so why don't you let uh america know what we're doing for the first time this year for the podcast well, it's only fitting that the most southern gentleman of the podcast be the one who <laughs> took the lead on this um yeah so we we've been going back and forth you know this thing started as a pandemic hobby in a sense and has continued on since then and so you know we're very we enjoy doing it every week we enjoy seeing each other every week but we're always like we got to find excuses to see each other in real life not just recording from different states and areas um so we've been talking about doing our first annual miserable and reckless camping trip and that is this weekend we will be down right outside the charlottesville area which is fun and close to morgan's heart um (laughs) i i uh will be issuing everyone a miserable and reckless uh bow tie for the weekend um make sure make sure you bring your fancy jacket um no but yeah we're the four of us are just getting together it's a little campground little you know 30 minutes outside of charlottesville it's a it's a good area if you want to just get together with some friends you know not only to be at the campground but there's breweries and wineries and good food and it's and on top of that it's kind of in between all of us um it's not quite the same trip for all of us but it's it's pretty close so we've got a couple days lined up of just places we want to go beer we want to drink fires we want to you know make and hang out you know we talk where we're, we're going to make sure angle gets his first if you've been listening for a while we're going to make sure angle gets his first red hot dog um can confirm so we got that. picked him up today that's nice. right we we've been talking about that one for a while and that was a long time ago that we were saying wait a minute you've not had a red hot dog so we're, we're following through america if you stick with us long enough you're gonna like us and then, uh, <laughs> and then who knows we get, you know, we're going to see where the weekend takes us, but yeah, I'm excited to see you guys in person, spend some time together. Um, you know, I don't know if y'all have, uh, 
anything you want to say about the weekend, but that's what we're doing. It's going to be fun. And uh, if any of y'all hear this and want to want to give us a FaceTime at some point over the weekend, we'll spend a few minutes catching up with you. I think we're really pushing. I think we should push the narrative that we're truly taking this as miserable and reckless and as men. We're not staying in a cabin. We are camping. Because they were all booked up. (laughs) As a Southern gentleman, I preferred to sleep in the cabin. But the cabins were all gone. (laughs) So we will be sleeping in tents, real tents. Outdoors. Um, In the rain. Outdoors. And it's going to be raining tomorrow. So... This this is real. So, who knows about tomorrow? How that might transpire, but it's going to be a good weekend, regardless. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't been any semblance of camping in probably 15 years, so this this should be fun. Especially considering that it's not going to be as hardcore as the last time I went camping, where we were out in the middle of the woods and there was nothing around. So. <laughs> To be clear, this camping that we're doing, we, we're going to be able to plug in our, our phones. <laughs> there's, there's electricity, <laughs> and then there's a bathroom close by. So we're not, we're, we're not quite out in the woods. We're not doing that. This is more like the Marty and McGee. Uh, they go to, I forget the name of their campground, but they go to the campground out in uh, western North Carolina somewhere and do the show. <laughs> All right, so yeah, first annual Mr. Born Reckless camping trip this weekend. All right, if we so make it's... it through and all goes well, maybe maybe it becomes a thing. Maybe some people want to join us next year. Just saying. There we go. This is the uh, trial run, if you will, the maiden voyage. <laughs> I, I do have a uh, I did for uh, my oh, it's not my birthday, but uh, for Christmas I got a uh, projector. Hey, nice, dude. So I hadn't opened it up yet. haven't tried it out yet. I haven't honestly hadn't had time to. Um, so I could potentially bring that to start in the car um, just to have it. I mean, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. If it ends up being nice Friday night or something, you can plug it up and throw something on. I'm sure there'll be something on. Yeah, because I do believe that our camping spot has Wi-Fi. So. Oh. Yes. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Well, I wanted to ensure that we were always connected. I can run. Uh, this is this is going to turn into not camping. I can run uh, TV off of uh, my cell phone, and then we could watch the Masters on Saturday. <laughs> on <here>. Projector screen. <laughs> While uh, we're sitting there in our chairs, sitting around like the campfire uh, <laughs> during the day watching the Masters. <laughs> the uh, the most yeah. Charlottesville, Virginia, UVA way of camping. We're going to say be, I was bringing bow ties. <laughs> we're going to be three miles away from the app trail. We're going to sit on our ass and watch Masters off of a cell phone. <laughs> FaceTiming with our friends, telling them why they should be there. Yeah, that's really getting the land of the woods. <laughs> I didn't say I wanted to be one with nature. I said I wanted to hang out with y'all. <laughs> hey, we I are like- sleeping in a tent, so it's camping. <laughs> I like the, I like the idea, Morgan. I'm you, hey, you know what I'm looking forward to before we move on? I'm dead serious about this. I'm I have been really really looking forward to this. I plan on bringing a bunch of a bunch of cash just to blow on hopefully really awesome things like walking sticks and little carved wooden knickknacks. I'm really <laughs> looking forward to the general store. I don't know what this place is, 
But as soon as you told me they had a general store, I was all in. I'm going to be in yeah. this place 24 seven. I'm going to find reasons to go into this place. Hey, you all got any more of that Cracker Jack? Thanks. <laughs> 75. Yeah. Watch yeah, you walk I mean, go ahead. I was saying, watch you walk in there and it'd only be uh, ice, things of wood, and six packs of Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need two of those. So I'm good. <laughs> I can keep coming yeah, back. <laughs> that's yeah, definitely that, the thing i'm most looking forward to the general store does look legit i think i think it's basically just a little mini convenience store but whatever that's part of how they probably make their margins so yeah let's spend some money there <laughs> all right so it's that time again once again we're bringing back song of the month we pick three songs i pick one ryan picks one and then we do a collab pick uh, that we want to highlight, and then we all uh, we always put them on the Miserable Rick Reckless playlist on Spotify, so you can check out pretty much. I think we've been doing this for almost a year now, so we have a a good little playlist that's accumulating for everyone to be able to listen to. As it can be quite eclectic at times, but good music on there nonetheless. All right, so Ryan, won't you uh, let us know what your solo pick is for this week? All right, so my pick for this week, and I see your pick. I like it. So this will this will play well together. Um, so my pick for this week is Tommy Rhett or Thomas Rhett. Tommy Rhett's Death Row. And the chorus goes like I thought that he would be a monster. It turns out he's a whole lot like I am. Yeah, we talk ton, we talk fishing like I do with boys back home. How Jesus is the ticket. And Nero is the road about how all we need is forgiveness for we see them streets of gold. Yeah, I learned a lot about living from them boys down on death row. So the reason why I picked this song is because me and Logan have been going back and forth on this. And Logan, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty, I listen to some of your podcasts, not all of them, I'll be honest. But didn't you guys, did you guys discuss this or not? Yeah, this was on, um, we we did one of our um, single, when they really single, single roundups. And this was one of the five songs we talked about one week. Okay. And I couldn't remember if I listened to it, if we just talked about it in text. But basically, my thought process when I heard it, I heard it one morning, I was listening to the full album that came out, which is off his album, Help Me. Where we started. Where we started is the name of the album and this is about halfway through the album and the reason why i'm saying it like that i was on the i was working out one morning early in the morning and um i was listening to the album which i haven't done in a long time listen to an album in its entirety but i really like to do that when i'm working out and this song surprised me because i had heard about five pop songs that sound great because you're happy because you've got kids and a family and you're going on vacation if you get the way i'm saying that it's it's normal thomas rett gonna fill up the stadium whatever and this song hit me out of the blue and the first takeaway that i had was holy shit this song it's probably not the right words for this song holy shit talking about jesus and forgiveness sorry <laughs> that's not on purpose uh anyways jesus forgives you it's okay well yeah we'll get to that so i uh uh, it, my first thought was Eric Church Lightning, 
when I started to hear it because he says he's going down to play songs and death row. And then my second thought was Folsom prison blues. And I was thinking, okay, interesting. Let's see where this goes. And he took it in a very interesting direction. I will give you, and I want to cover this first. I will give you that the last two lines of the song, if you listen to the full song, they kind of close it out in a, in a cheesy way. Or in like a uh, man, that was almost that was almost perfection, and then you 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 didn't quite bring it home, and that's my that's my comment on the song. However, the lyrics are what hit me, and I'm the kind of person that if I read lyrics on a piece of paper, they they're not as powerful as if I hear them in the song and I hear the the emotion that's being sung with the lyrics, and that makes a big difference for me. However, I thought it was interesting. I'll cover the lyrics that are interesting to me, but I thought it was interesting because I, I touched base with you, Logan, and your thoughts were basically like, yeah, he, he, had a, he had a great idea. So I guess what I would do is I'll cover the lyrics and then I'll pitch it to you and then you can lead into your... So you were basically like, what? He, he had a great idea, but he didn't I said, execute it well. I said, great idea, poor execution. So the lyrics that I thought were interesting just in general, I think the song is about going to meet people on death row for anyone that couldn't pick that up. Um, I, th- I thought he would be a monster. It turns out he's a whole lot like I am. Man, that's an interesting line because you often think the people, whether they're Duke fans or on death row, I mean, you know, I'm 50-50, right? So you think that they're monsters and they're really just turns out they're cheering for a basketball team and or they're usually and I'm not trying to make fun of it, but they're usually been put in a pretty crappy spot. And if we get put in pretty crappy spots, we can do some pretty crappy things. I think every single person, if you look in the mirror, is very aware of how deep and dark your, uh, your tendencies can go if you let them. So I think it was interesting. He follows that up later on with, it hit me, we're all human, ain't always proud of what we've done. Everybody, everybody's days are numbered. Only differences they all know theirs is one. That's a powerful line too. I don't like to think about death too much, but I'm aware that it's coming. And I'm aware that there's, in my opinion, and I'm not trying to preach, but in my opinion, there's probably going to be some sort of accounting the way I think of it. And that doesn't thrill me very much. So uh, having to know that your days are numbered sucks. And having to know that you're going to have to account for the things you're not proud of. Uh, that's, that's a heavy line. So when they start talking about uh, Jesus and how he can forgive you, and then which you heard in the chorus, and then there was a line later in the song where he said that they sang Amazing Grace. And he said the, the guys had the lyric is with one hand raised and one foot chained to the ground. It's very dramatic if you think about it from a death row perspective, but if you think about it from a lyrically perspective, which one of us doesn't have one hand raised trying to do something better and one foot still chained to the ground? Whether you're trying to, you know, figure out an addiction or fatherhood or, or a job you hate or a relationship that sucks or family problems or, I mean, we all want something better and we all feel like we're chained to the ground. Man, if you, if you look at that, lyric full circle about how we're all human and how we're all the same person i was just i was blown away and then of course the next song because it's uh because it's tommy rett was probably about like you know wearing his t-shirt or something so it's like <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing man so 
uh, I don't know. I like the line in there. Jesus don't play favorites too. That was <laughs> nice. So, uh, I don't know. Logan, now that I've said all this, you think it was terrible. <laughs> no, not necessarily. So the context of Thomas Rhett's output here recently is he released the album Country Again, Side 1 or Side A, whatever it was. He released this in between, and then he's got Country Again, Side 2 or B, whatever it's going to be called, coming out later. Um, this middle album is, I think, on purpose going to be his more like poppy, which you've heard from his T-shirt vacation, as we reference those two songs, Era. The other two, he said that he had kind of been listening to a lot of Eric Church, um, like he used to back when he released 20, his thir- 2013 um, debut record. And that's where this song, I think, was influenced. This song, I think, is a good song, especially it's a good song when compared to most of the songs on this uh, album and a song for Thomas Rhett, where I think it fell short in my mind was it didn't need... Mr. Georgia, Tyler Hubbard from Florida Georgia Line, and Blue Tacoma sure. Man, Russell Dickerson. They're useless on this song. This song would have packed more of a punch and been a heavier, better listen if TR had just done it the whole way through himself. I think that the idea is really, really good. I, I think the idea of the song, and he, he hits, has some high points on the song, mainly when he's the one you know doing the vocals at the first half of it. Where I think it fell short was the execution, just because it doesn't really go deep enough for the it's like a it's a heavy song but it doesn't go deep enough and i think that i i only say that because i compare it because it's similar and he's being influenced by eric church now to lightning and lightning is just such a heavy deep like masterpiece of a song from eric church that this is probably unfairly going to be compared to it because he keeps name dropping eric church when he's talking about releasing stuff and who he's being influenced by lately i think it's a good song but it's just like with that song being in the back of my mind, I just think the execution isn't there. But at the end of the day, you know, Thomas Rhett's talented, but he's not Eric Church. So I think I'm being a little unfair to the guy, but that's where I kind of came down on it was good song, great idea, but the execution wasn't there. And the two features on it on this song, like if you're going to if you're going to have these guys on there, just do a tractor rap song. Don't have them on a song called Death Row. But, you know, I, as far as Thomas Rhett songs go, I like it. I agree with you on the features, to be honest. Yeah, we can leave it at that. It'll be on the playlist, so go check yep. it out. You guys have different opinions, but it's a heavy song. But there's a release in there if you pay attention. There's mm-hmm. a there's a there's a way out. So, all right. So that brings it to my solo pick for the month. Um, there was a record that was released a few weeks back. Um, I want to say March around March 11th or so somewhere like that. It's a guy named Ernest. Um, I recommend his podcast. He's a really funny dude. His podcast is called Just Being Ernest. Um, but he released a record. He's on the same label as like Morgan Wallen and Hardy, Big Loud Records. Haley Witters actually remember that name for a few minutes from now. Um, but Ernest uh, released a new record, and the record really kind of surprised me with how much pedal steel was throughout the record. I think the record is really, really solid to pretty good. Overall, it's got a handful of songs that have stayed in my rotation. And I'm, I'm still been listening to, but the, uh, the fir- I believe it's the first track on the record is a song that I picked here. It's called "Sucker for Small Towns." So I'm gonna play a clip of it and then jump into it.
Yeah, so surprise, surprise, I didn't pick a bummer jam for once. I um this song really struck me for whatever reason, uh being the first track. And it's not because it's some type of lyrical masterpiece, because that it is not. It is mainly because it's just such a fun, melodic like song that has such a pleasing melody. It's a great song that when the weather's nice, you can roll down the windows and just listen to it uh on a warm spring or summer day. And I I do find one part of this song interesting when it comes to the songwriting. Um, if people remember, if you're really into country music, you know the term. If you don't, you don't. But there was a period between like 2013 and 2015, 16, where it was like called bro country, where most of the songs were these 45 year old men who were had uh, hip hop beats and they were had like they were talking about picking up chicks on the tailgate at the bonfire. And um, even though they had like three daughters at home that were five years old, but that was kind of like what a lot of the, the themes of bro country was, but this kind of like takes a country or take and flips the script a little bit because the very opening of the song, he goes, baby, you stole my line. The way that you said, want to get out of here. You hopped up and said, just drive. You knew a spot where the sky stays clear. So it's like the, the lady actually takes control here and like takes and flips the script from the bro country era. And she t- takes and um, ends up like kind of, courting him so to speak and then like if you caught it at the very beginning of that chorus there he goes if you're trying to trick me into falling hard oh it's looking good so far and then goes into the chorus i just think that it's kind of it's kind of funny uh after going through that era to this like it's 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 a it's the sonics on this song are so much better than the brick country era this is just such a pleasing song to listen to and it, um the i like the idea of how it was going uh flipping the script a little bit from a songwriting perspective but the thing, if you listen to the beginning of this song with the guitar, like the guitar melody, it reminds you a lot of um, uh, How About Them Cowgirls by George Strait. If you actually go back and listen to the first like five to ten seconds of that song and five to ten seconds of Sucker for Small Towns, they are pretty similar. Some consider that a, a negative because they're like, oh, he ripped it off. But I actually think that it's just kind of a it, it, it's such a cool sound. It works for the vibe that he's going for this song. So I say definitely check out this record. And definitely if you want to a good song drive down the road to with the wind is down when the weather's nice. Suck for small towns is kind of just a, a fun quasi love song that sounds country enough for my ears. So I like it. Ernest sucker for small towns. That was one of the two records I listened to back in its entirety this month. It was awesome. Yeah. I, I, I really album, enjoyed it. Sorry, the album. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. All right. So we have a combo pick here. Um, I'm going to, Play the chorus. It's one by Haley Witters, who I am a very, very big fan of. Uh, the song is called Beer Tastes Better. We'll play the chorus, and then uh, I'll let Ryan give his thoughts, and then I'll give mine. So that's Beer Tastes Better by Haley Witters. So, Ryan, what do you think? So, this was an interesting song for me. Her album started slow for me. I know you're a big fan, so I listened to the album. And it started slow for me, but this song grabbed me. And the reason why is when I hear songs like this, I think of Wilmington. And that's kind of weird. I didn't grow up in Wilmington. 
Um, I went to college in Wilmington, but Wilmington, for some reason, I thought I am, for the record, America, I'm going to age myself. I am 18 years removed from when I moved to Wilmington. Um, and so figure that one out on your calculators. And I am 10 years, nine, nine years removed from when I moved away from Wilmington. So Wilmington represents a hometown to me. It's, uh, it's sunshine in my mind, if that makes sense. Um, I can always go back to that and I can always go back to the uh, keg in the closet to use the analogy from Kenny Chesney. Um, so when I hear songs like this, that's what I think of and I don't do it purposely. I just, um, the line I like where everything's different but the high school colors are still the same. I have been back multiple times since I've graduated. I have been back multiple times since I stayed and lived in Wilmington after I graduated. Uh, I can tell you that a lot of things are different, including some of my favorite restaurants that didn't make it through the pandemic, among other things. The bars downtown are different. The bartenders downtown are different. Here's the full line in its entirety. Where everything's different, but the high school colors stay the same. Bobby's little sister is a bartender now. She's got a couple kids, but we picked up where we left off like I was never gone. Girl, how you been? I can tell you that when we go into Jerry Allen's, which you've heard us talk about in the past, it's like, oh, you're blah, 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 sister. I literally, unrelated to this song, texted the guys the other night asking Morgan if the owner of a bar that we used to go to had a kid that was old enough that could have played for the baseball team that I was watching on TV. I mean, this is the kind of connections that I feel like I have to that place and to that to the spirit of that town. So uh, that's why I like this song. Again, lyrics plus melody. I almost, you know, quote Eric Church too much here, but... <laughs> feels like a memory you know you get what i'm saying uh i i liked this album and i like this i or sorry i like this song for that reason i like especially this line and hopefully it's true for this weekend if we can get sunset close to the rain old friends when the sun dips that's as good as it ever gets <laughs> whether that's at the bay house whether that's on our first camping trip whether that's quite frankly um not to make you feel all misty-eyed, Dustin, but I don't know the next time we're going to get everybody together in Wilmington like we did for your wedding. That was a special experience for me, especially with everybody out on the beach, um, everybody getting a chance to go out to dinner together. Those are some of the treasured memories that I have on, on my phone and some of the treasured memories that I have as a backdrop of backdrops for when I work that bring a smile to my face. Short of the memories I have with my family, I mean, those are some of the, the, the memories that I treasure. So. Old friends when the sun dips, that's as good as it ever gets. Hell, that's true, Haley. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. So like, like I said, I'm a big fan of Haley Witters. Her uh, last record she had put out a couple years ago, I think it was called The Dreamer. Um, really good album uh, for the most part all the way through. I was looking forward when this was coming out in March. She is the perfect example of why the pop country in and of itself is not bad. Why pop country done badly is bad. Because Haley Witters is a uh, person who is very interesting to me because like I said, she's on the same label as Morgan Wallen and Hardy and Ernest, but she writes songs regularly with BJ Barham and Lori McKenna and folks like who are more known for like uh, being for their songwriting prowess or being in the independent world. And American Aquarium was actually on a track with her on this album. And she just is like the perfect, like kind of middle of the road of she has very influenced almost in a lot of ways by like 90s country. She has a couple of songs that sounds like, you know, Trisha Yearwood stuff from the 90s. But she 
has a an extra gear when it comes to songwriting on some of her uh, stuff that uh, some of the you know uh, pretty faces from dudes and chicks in the mainstream don't always have. Haley Witters is an incredibly incredibly talented artist, and this song I really like because, I mean, I grow, growing up in small town, rural North Carolina, it's relatable because it, the main line that I think that kind of points it out is like it's a line in the chorus where it says, "You don't have to leave, but you sure can't stay." Let the big world spin all around. It's one of those things where I, I liken it to the an old Jake Owen song where he was, goes back to his hometown and you know talks to the same people, goes to the same pool hall, and the name of the song is uh, "Every Reason That I Left, But Every Reason That I Come Back" or something to that effect. But it's like it perfectly encapsulates kind of like my relationship with my hometown. Growing up, you know, it was a great place to live, had family all around. Then, like by the time you get about eighteen, you're just like you're like I'm not going to live here. I want to go somewhere bigger. And then I've lived in Raleigh now for almost 10 years. And the longer I live here, the more I find myself wanting to live in a more rural situation again. The city isn't as appealing as it used to be. And then I go back home to visit and I have like, I still have lots of friends that are there. I have family, parents, grandparents, one of my brothers and his wife actually just moved back there. And it's like, I I actually, for the first time in a while, have more friends in Roanoke Rapids than I do in Raleigh. I mean, it's just, it's kind of weird how 18 to 28 things kind of change with how you look at your, your small little shitty hometown that you couldn't wait to get out of, like as best as you could. Like I legitimately enjoy going back there. Not necessarily saying I want to live there, at least not right now, but I look at it very differently now at 28 than I did at 18. And songs like this kind of like have those positive memories, whether it's growing up or like times that I've gone back for, you know, extended period of times at like holidays and stayed and hung out with my friends, like hanging out in my buddy Kyle's basement, everybody, when we're all home for Christmas, go over there and hang out a couple of times during that week. It's just like things like that that you can't recreate really, you know, uh, in some areas that it's just like, it's, it's it. that's the appeal of this song because it brings back those positive, you know, like you said with Eric Church, connects a melody with a memory. So that's the, that's kind of like where I'm at with this song. It's, it, it helps you as you get older, understand why you appreciate that little shitty hometown that you couldn't wait to get out of when you were 17, 18 years old. So definitely check this out and check out her record um, that just came out uh, last month, Haley Witters, um, on check her out on Spotify. All right, so that's the song of the month. All right, on our playlist. Yep. All right, so now we move into our anchor topic. Miserable and Reckless is going to help America. Ryan found something very interesting that I'm going to throw it over to him to let him introduce. All right. I said last week that there's not a lot of things that we know about, but there's some things that we know a lot about. That could not be more true for this topic. I saw, I don't spend a lot of time on this, and my wife will be shocked to find out that I even know about this, because I make fun of her all the time for being on this particular site. I saw on the website Reddit a question. And it seemed like we needed to address this specifically, the four of us, for very obvious reasons. A woman is in distress. She needs help choosing where to move. We are going to help America. We are going to help this woman. We are going to provide a moving recommendation to her. Again, there's nothing but four Southern gentlemen can do but to help this lady in distress. So the title of her Reddit post, was not am I the asshole? It was <laughs> <laughs> although it could have been <laughs> because she's asking this question. 
uh, Wilmington versus Raleigh. Now you'll see why we have two gentlemen on this podcast who currently reside in Raleigh. So apparently they must think it's just the most wonderful place on earth. Although reversing that logic, me and Dustin do not think this. that is not why we live where we currently live. <laughs> so we have had three people that have graduated from the University of North Carolina Wilmington and have spent a considerable amount of time living in Wilmington. Morgan, you take the crown for that one for sure. And then Morgan, you literally moved without putting too much of your personal life on, on the air. You moved from Wilmington to Raleigh. So they're, they're America, there could not be a better, a better foursome to, to address this, I don't think. Let me read the question. I need help choosing where to move. Just a little about me. Okay, first of all, this woman's already started in with her. She hasn't even asked the question yet. This is the problem with millennials these days that use these sites, okay, that I happen to be on. Just a little about me. <laughs> We currently live in Ohio, red flag number one. My husband and I are 23. We have a seven month old, so we definitely want to be in a safe area. Had they not had the baby, I assume they wanted to like, just live a life of crime. Hubby <laughs> <laughs> works in sales, customer service. We are looking to move around September. So in about six months. So this is pertinent information, America. She, she needs to know this soon. We plan on visiting Wilmington and Raleigh soon, but haven't yet. We are leaning more towards Wilmington because of the weather and beach, but nervous since I keep seeing some bad things about crime rights. Is this a safe place? Is there recommended safe places, even if it's within 20 minutes from there? Okay, first of all, this woman's clearly never lived at a beach. But if you live 20 minutes away from the beach, you'll never drive. Trust me. <laughs> also, considering that she thinks it's significantly different weather-wise, she also doesn't know anything about North Carolina. <laughs> I live in Canton, Ohio. Incidentally, that's where the National Football League Hall of Fame is, which is not very safe at all. So if anyone can compare the crime rates to Canton, Ohio, apparently, uh, maybe it would help me to understand better. So let me, let, let me just look that up, lady. Um, Raleigh is our other option, but I don't know much about it. So she's literally going to move her seven-month-old and her husband here. She doesn't know anything about it. She never visited. I'm looking for people who can tell me what might be better for us. We won't be buying a house. We'll just be renting for now. And we would be okay with getting an apartment too. So again, she's adding to the rental problem in one of these two cities, which is a real thing. Uh, we would just be okay with, so she's just renting for now, but would be getting okay with getting an apartment too. I don't know what she's currently renting, but apparently she would be okay with renting and also just getting an apartment. So whatever. <laughs> terrible grammar. I also heard traffic was terrible due to so many people moving there, but is it certain areas or, and she spelled it out like a Valley girl or what? Thanks. in advance. <laughs> Um, how do we want to help her? I mean, I really, really want to genuinely respond to this woman and tell her, um, yeah. besides the fact that she should stay in fucking Ohio. Exactly. Um, we have enough people in North Carolina from Ohio. <laughs> Morgan will, will get this reference, but we should get the gif of, from Avengers Endgame of Tony Stark talking to the aliens and saying, sorry, when he said, sorry, Earth is closed and be like, sorry, North Carolina is closed. 
<laughs> we're we're at capacity. You're you're concerned oh. about the crime rate in North Carolina when you live in Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> Ohio. I don't think there's anywhere in Ohio that does not have a crime rate. So I can I can speak to this a little bit. I've been to Canton, Ohio. I went there for a weekend for a wedding. Ah, expert opinion. Awesome. So went to the football hall of fame. Yes, that is there. Um let me let me just put it this way. When I was there, we were concerned about their bed bug outbreak because apparently they haven't had have I don't know I don't know enough to don't care enough to look into it currently. But at the time, they had an awful bed bug outbreak, so we were concerned for our own safety when we were there. And so, for the safety of everyone in the greater Raleigh and Wilmington area, I would prefer if all people from Canton, Ohio, wouldn't bring their bed bugs to North Carolina. <laughs> that would that would be what I would prefer that, that, for this for public health reasons. I would prefer if they kept them in Canton. Yeah, we'll we'll have, give them a quarantine period of say nothing crazy, fifty years. I think you know, that will do it. I, I think that to, to quote a movie. Um, Sorry, folks. The moose out front should have told you the park's closed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want you to come down here. Don't want you to come down here. Don't want you to come down here and talk about your, your crappy sport teams up there either. Like, just stay up there in your miserable state. We don't so need to be here to in a bit. up there where the weather is the exact same, apparently. Yeah, like, you want to know it. Like, no. No, just there's enough traffic in Wilmington. I don't need you adding your car to it. One extra car for whenever I go down there to visit. And I got to worry about one extra car. And if I say go down there and I see Cleveland or Ohio license plates, I'm going to assume it's you. (laughs) (laughs) Then Morgan's going to run them off the road in a fit of rage. No, I'm just going to give them to California Howdy. (laughs) (laughs) Bless your heart. (laughs) <laughs> Bless her heart. No, they're going to think mean, that's sweet and be yeah. so glad that they, you, they moved to the South. Yeah, and they'd be like, welcome to the South, bitch. <laughs> so no, you, can come, you can come and visit, have fun, but just remember, you're, you're not from here. You, you're not Southern. Don't try and pick up Southern slangs. Don't try to act like you, you're one of the, the, the locals, because you're not. And... um but in all fairness, I hope you get your kid out of that crime-ridden state into a much better state. Is that too much? No, that's accurate. <laughs> For kids in a crime-ridden state, I hope they move. I mean, Columbus wasn't awesome. Cleveland was a Cleveland was a dump when I went to there. <laughs> <laughs> Turned into smearing Ohio, which is not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we're all doing St. Louis. St. <laughs> 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 Louis, I'm fine with smearing. Uh, That's our recommendation. They should legitimately consider moving to St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. I mean, yeah. No crime there. No crime at all. Basically, if we, the question is if we could get rid of one state in the entire United States. <laughs> what is it and why is it Ohio? <laughs> the, uh, the funny thing about this in real life is, is that Morgan and I 
worked at a hotel for a couple summers for sure. It was a resort hotel. It was on Wrightsville Beach. And Morgan and I should probably thank people from Ohio because I believe that they paid our rent because 50% of the people that came to the hotel that thereby made money, that thereby gave us money to pay our rent mm-hmm. <laughs> came from Ohio. So the amount of people that come from Ohio, when I got off work at the hotel, I would go sometimes over to my boss's house. My boss's roommate was dating a girl at the time who had moved from Ohio <laughs> with her daughter. So I'm just, <laughs> this is, there's, this, this is a real thing. This is, this is, a, this is a pandemic before COVID-19. Before COVID-19, we had Ohio-19. So, <laughs> so if she yeah, did yeah. Want, if she did want to move first of all i would like to point out in a helpful thing there's gonna be a culture difference all right there's gonna be a conference difference all right i mean i can explain to you that ohio state is more or less north carolina and there's a school that loses all the time but whines all the time that's michigan and duke and we can kind of go from there but beyond that there's a weather difference right? There's different clothes. You're going to have to go through different routines. Like for example, we don't have snow shovels down here. All right. Nobody cares. You know how to drive in the snow. Um, you're going to have to not lose your shit when it rains for about 12 hours and everybody calls it a quote hurricane. Okay. All right. You can evacuate. All right. Um, there's going to be a lot of confusing language. There's going to be a lot of confusing drinks. You're going to get diabetes. Okay. Just realize that. You're going to get diabetes from the water. All right. You're going to get diabetes from the tea. You're going to get diabetes from the donuts. All right. Because yeah, there's, there's sugar and butter and everything. <laughs> there's sugar and butter in the sugar and butter. <laughs> we put meats and in our greens. And ham and everything. <laughs> everything that sugar and butter is, it doesn't have in it ham. It is, is, oh, is it's not cooked with lard? No, thank you. <laughs> Uh, so you guys live in Raleigh. Is there any redeemable? Uh, there's a comparison here. So she has to choose. If we, if she won't make a U-turn at the North Carolina, whatever current champion sign it is, and drive or just stay planted in Virginia, then what is the comparison between the two cities, Raleigh and Wilmington? Let's let's dive into this. Well, there is more places for them to find to live if they chose the greater city of Raleigh, because you can kind of sprawl out from that into Holly Springs, Cary, Apex, Wake Forest, Nightdale, if you want to get crazy. Um, I think Wake Forest is go- confusing to them if they watch sports. Oh, good point. Good point. North Raleigh. We'll call it North Raleigh, then, because that's what everyone else calls there it. There you go. Um, <laughs> if you go to Wilmington, it's just Wilmington. And that other place across the bridge called Pinder, or if you go the other direction, Leland. And that's about it. And they are running out of room as we speak. Um, so if I had a choice, I'd tell you to come to Raleigh because I don't want to run into you down in Wilmington when I go down there. <laughs> I like it. So I mean, you're worried about the traffic. I'm, I'm worried about myself. I'm worried about myself and my my things that I have to do. That's what I'm caring about, not not her well being. <laughs> <laughs> to echo Morgan on that, on a very basic foundational human level, 
I hope things work out for them. That being yeah. said, I really don't care where they move. I mean, they could move to North Dakota. I hear it's nice out there. They don't have a lot of crime. There aren't a lot of people. So, I mean, go up there. I mean, the kids I mean have it's a crime issue. Yeah, and you could, like, I'm sure it's cold there. You're used to cold weather at times of the year in Ohio. I mean, it's not going to be that cold, relatively speaking, down here compared to Ohio. I think they're very similar climates, actually. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, you don't even have to buy new clothes. You can go through the same cycles of what you're doing. But, I mean, I don't think we have room here either. I don't think that – I know that Wilmington, you know, is getting more full, but I don't think that we have room here either because, you know – everybody's trying to buy a house here and no one can unless you go 50 grand over the asking lately. So like, and that's like not just in the border cities that Morgan mentioned. That's also out in like Clayton and Archer Lodge. And, you know, you basically move to Smithfield, you know, it's, it'll be about a 45 minute drive for you to get into work in the city, but it's all highway. Don't worry. You're not putting the city miles on your uh, vehicle. You're putting highway miles. Everybody says that's better. So, it's different. Different. It's not. Yeah. Highway miles. So Smithfield's nice. I mean, you could go to Dunn. Lewisburg. Dunn. Oh, go to, go, go to Goldsboro, man. Yeah. Even better. Like, it's a little bit further of a drive, but you have plenty of time yeah. to get through half a Joe Rogan podcast on your way into the city well, for work. So no, or you could just go to or you could just go to Goldsboro and stay in Goldsboro. Yeah. Or that. <laughs> I mean, this the city's this city's getting kind of full. I mean, I. I, somebody, I don't, I haven't fact checked this, so don't hold me against it if it's not right. But somebody said that over the last couple of years, we've been averaging like 43 new people a day moving here. Like it's traffic is getting worse here. We have too mm-hmm. many people here as it is. We have lots of transplants that think they're coming down here to save us culturally because we're all toothless rednecks who fuck our cousins <laughs> down here, apparently. And then all we do is fry, eat fried food in single wide trailers. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, I mean, like, we don't need more people coming in trying to change the culture, and we don't need, you know, people more competition to buy houses in the areas that are outside of the city, because God knows it's hard to afford something in the city now. So, I mean, with that being said, I love Wilmington. I have spent a lot of time going down there for weekends at a time over the last 10 years. You know, what's a couple more people down there? Send them to Wilmington. You'll like to be. You know what? But at the end of the day, they could also just stay up in Cleveland and stay up there for (laughs) a big Keep, keep you big 10 sports up there and out of my face. Yeah. We'll call that option number one, the optimal <laughs> option of staying in Ohio. But if you have to leave, I mean, go to the coast. Dustin, I know you're a thoughtful person. You think things yeah, I, through before you make a decision. Traffic, weather, housing market, crime, restaurants yeah. and nightlife. You have, a, you have a young daughter in this world. Where would, yeah. you, where would you take her? Raleigh well, or Wilmington? I, I, you know, I'm, I, I would say I, I think option one is is very important here. It, the Canton, Greater Cleveland area is very nice, and I'm I think sure you've got family there. Just say strongly consider maintaining their residence there. <laughs> However, if they were to choose between Raleigh and Wilmington, I, I just kind of want to lay out some things for them. Raleigh is a vibrant city. Lots of opportunity in Raleigh. How, plenty of housing, big, nice spread out roads to drive on. Traffic's not mm-hmm. bad. You've got uh, great food, access to world-class, higher learning institutions everywhere. You, you could throw a rock and hit one. It's that easy. You've and got health great down here. 
yeah, healthcare is great. You've got professional sports. You've got college sports. You can get to Charlotte fairly easily, which mm-hmm. is a, another hub. You can get to... Or just move to Charlotte. You can get to anywhere. It's a, it is a hub and thriving, abundant, wonderful place for a family to live. Public schools are great. You'll be very happy in Raleigh. You don't want to go to Wilmington. Wilmington has a lot of old buildings. And they get a they get a lot of hurricanes, and and they're really scary for people who don't really understand them. And the schools aren't great. And you know, when you live at the beach, you don't really go to the beach anyway. So you know, you wouldn't want to go down there and live there when you have so much opportunity and so much abundance in the greater Raleigh Durham area. So that's what I would say is that if they were to not pursue option A of maintaining their residence in Canton, then they should live in the Raleigh area. That would be my choice. Yeah. I think that we've actually come up with a very realistic compromise. Uh, Me representing the people of Raleigh, uh, coming to terms here with the folks, representatives from Wilmington, is that last city you just mentioned before saying Raleigh. It's an up-and-coming city. They've got lots of new cool little breweries and the coffee shops and little things that the yuppies like Durham, North Carolina live on the outskirts of Durham. You get close yeah. enough. You can work in Raleigh, but you're not buying a house in Raleigh. You're not buying rent in Raleigh. Just, you know, avoid the areas that have crime. And once again, this is go. all, if you choose not to take option a <laughs> <laughs> of maintaining your residence in Canton or the greater Cleveland area. Cause if you stay up there, you get to keep your Cleveland Indians. I'm sorry. Um, what are Guardians. they called now? The, Guardians. The, the Guardians. Um, yeah, Guardians. The raccoons, whatever. Um, you get a... Uh, we got that. You got, you got that one Cleveland. NBA title. Yeah, you got that. Um, Joe the Burrow. Browns. You got the Browns. Deshaun Watson, um, Joe Burrow. Yeah. Well, he's... Yeah. Um, and heck, you got Big Ten sports. I mean, there you go. It is very important to be in the um, greater footprint when you want to view those games. So if if you want to view conference with Rutgers games, you should be in the footprint while viewing. Because we don't watch that down here. So don't ask for it on the TV. (laughs) Yeah, they don't show conference with Rutgers on (laughs) recall. Actually, we give you the little tiny corner TV in the back of the restaurant. That's about it. All right. Well, I agree with your assessment, Dustin. I think Wilmington is a scary place. Um, that's why I really wanted to move to the big, scary world. That's why I went down there. Um, I was ready to cut my teeth against the hurricanes in the pirate town. Um, the bars, you know, where I learned to underage drink, they were scary to fight my way into. Um, it was terrifying having that first PBR uh, underage at Jerry Allen. I was terrified of everyone there, the bouncers, the bartenders. They all look scary. There's an MMA gym upstairs ready ready to come down and kick my ass. So, for you know, it's just not the kind of place where you want to go. I personally saw one of the bartenders go kick somebody's ass at this bar. I mean, this is a rough and rowdy place. You really don't want to be there. Across the street is a bar that's literally named after uh, just a bunch of hippies, okay? So, on one side, you've got, you've got roughnecks. On the other side, you've got hippies. A little bit further down is a place they, they nicknamed Red Bumps 
that's not the kind of place I think I would want to raise a daughter. I'm just saying. So I'd stay clear of Wrightsville Beach just for those three areas alone. Um, I mean, Shell Island's nice. That's that's where we tend to, you know, there's a way you can get onto the island where you can literally just not drive through the bad parts of town of Wrightsville Beach. You can just you can just take that first exit and you can just kind of come right down over the first bridge and then you just make a left and you just go right towards all the residential holiday in Shell Island areas. And then you just never have to see, you know, the bad parts of towns where kids skateboard freely in the in the streets. And there's a bunch of locals in the surf scene. They're dangerous. You got to watch out for them. They might give you a taco. You know, I mean, that's terrible. So. You never know what's in those things, anyways. So I, I, I'd stay, I'd stay clear of Wrightsville Beach. So I mean, here in Raleigh, like they sell beer to minors at gas stations. So you're talking about going into a bar and getting one beer underage. They'll sell your kid an 18 pack underage, where they can roll on off with their friends and drink that beer somewhere at somebody's house and probably have alcohol poisoning. So I mean, if you really are talking about the lesser of two evils, you're talking about one maybe two beers because how much money does your kid have to pay for overpriced beer at a bar they can scrape together money to buy an 18 pack and them and their friends get a little wild with that and then the uh the little malt liquor that they sell at these gas stations you know the alcohol poisoning is a real thing it's no joke so you, you should avoid that it's better to take your chances with the one to two underage beers versus an 18 pack per child i hate to break it to you but the first beer that I ever had was actually a pitcher for a dollar because the bar we went to was super responsible. <laughs> there was another bar where I ended up passing out uh, again, just horror stories here. I ended up passing out near Morgan's doorstep because they were serving uh, things for a quarter. So that bar burned down. So if you, uh, if you want to have your kids roaming the streets drunk um, and, and, and uh, who knows on what, and and coming out of burning buildings, um, I mean, I'm just saying that's probably not a place where you'd want to go to Wilmington. So. <laughs> Plus, I hear there's not a, a institute of, of apparently there's not an institute of higher learning because I didn't hear Dustin bring it up. So. You know, not of the same level of quality and just <laughs> just international acclaim <laughs> is all over the Raleigh Durham area, and you won't find that outside of the Raleigh Durham. All we have are farmers and journalists, and nobody likes journalists and farmers. You know, do you really want your kids wrestling pigs? Think about that. You're a sophisticated people from Ohio. Do you want your kids learning how to hog wrestle? That's the question. Basically, what you're saying here is that North Carolina has no rules. Do I know? No rules. That's what it yeah, says. It's a lawless wonderland down here, but really, it's not a wonderland. It's dangerous for children. <laughs> So again, I, I would like to emphasize option A, where you maintain your residence mm-hmm. in the in the Canton, Greater Cleveland area. You know, I think that it would be the best for the child. I mean, we're all about yeah. the children here. Exactly. Can we please petition the state to get North Carolina plates that have M and R on the side, and then they say the lawless wonderland? That would actually be really awesome. <laughs> you can get alumni plates and save the butterfly plate and save the grizzly bear plates and everything else. We should get, we should just submit miserable and reckless nonprofit and underneath lawless wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we did that, we could raise money for a charity. I'm just saying it, it, it could go to a good cause. <laughs> maybe that's our, 
Maybe that's our idea. <laughs> well, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else on this locals only edition of Mr. One Record? Yes, I do. Stay in in, in Ohio. <laughs> Option one. <laughs> but if you come down here, welcome to North Carolina. <laughs> we hope you leave soon. And bless yes. your heart. <laughs> More territorial than a surf break. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, after we heard about more transplants coming from states that are not North Carolina, uh, Morgan, I think you have something to cancel for us, right? I do. I do. I do. Um, canceling carpetbaggers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'll save that for another time. That would have been good to, to follow that into saying if you're, you know, born uh, above the mason dixon line uh stay up there please no um you know the the ncaa national championship game to stand it right you know north carolina blew their big lead and, and lost but you know the very next day you know sports talk everyone couldn't couldn't even let anything breathe for five seconds all of a sudden oh we're on to the next season and here's a top you know here here's a here's all the odds on the teams to win and here's a top the pre 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 early pre 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 uh top 25 and he's like jesus christ man just breathe for a second <laughs> i mean it just i feel like you know i feel like um Brooksy from um, Shawshank Redemption. It's like the damn world is when I'm got stuff in a damn hurry. <laughs> like it's it's like with holidays as well. You know, it's just like, hey, let's put out Easter as you know, Easter Valentine's Day, right? As we're chucking the Christmas tree into the fire pit on January first. Just take take some time and breathe for a second. Your your store is going to make money. Your, your radio station people are going to listen. They are. It's it's Espen. They're gonna watch it, you know. Um, your shows—they're all gonna watch it. You don't have to just don't have to fucking pull shit out of your ass just to get people to watch it. Like, well, let's stretch this one as long as we can. Like, let's start talking about, you know, what is Duke gonna look like now in in, in 2022-23 season? Like, you, there's other shit you could talk about. There is. I just so that's that's what I want to do. I want to cancel the rushing of. To, to, to get to the next, I guess, so segment, next step, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the word to use, but I can't. The way too early polls. All of it, but it's not just way too early polls, everything. It's just like, you know, you, you can't even enjoy anything anymore. It's just like, okay, when well, I over, what's next now? Like, it used to be, you know, when somebody won a championship, you know, you talked about the the championship, the team that won the championship for days, maybe a week. And now it's just like, okay, you won great. Piss off now. We, we're going to talk <laughs> about next season. On to the uh, next one. It's like exit right. Here's your trophy. Exit stage left. And um, five seconds later. So who is it? It's like, oh, well, yeah, that game's over. Who cares anymore? Uh, who's winning it next year? And back to you, Bob. It's like, I don't know. I just I think people need to kind of take a step back in today's society and enjoy things a little bit longer and smell the flowers or the roses or the manure or whatever. And um, hey, I thought we were done talking about Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) And just enjoy life a little bit, man. That's all. (laughs) Yeah. Why do we have to jump so quickly to the next damn thing? 
in life. Like it's it's gonna be there. It's gonna come. You don't have to rush it. Christmas music does not have to come out in the store in fucking September. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, with that, I am canceling. Yes. If you want, I'll call it just early polls, and you can expand from that. But so I don't have to say fifty different things. I'm canceling. Um, but yeah, enjoy life and don't rush to the next step. And with that, I'm canceling that. So tune in next time. Same canceled channel, same canceled corner. Cancel. Cancel. <laughs> All right. So as always, make sure to go check out the website, miserable-reckless.com, coldcansnetwork.com. Check out the blog content. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and go on and give us five stars and a great review on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon. And make sure you smash that subscribe button. Share it with your friends because you get awesome content where we tell people in Ohio to stay the hell home. So for this week on Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan, and we will see you next time.